The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We were talking about blended families on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Thanks for everyone who's been texting in, just all sorts of texts coming in, telling me about uh, your challenges and some of your uh, some of your great success stories as well and how you managed to do it. This one said, hey, Jay, as a child of a blended family, it's interesting on my side too. My mom married my stepdad two years ago, and it's always been a puzzle trying to connect with him and my two wonderful stepsisters. I want to connect with them, but frankly, never sh- I was n- never sure how to do this yeah you know what when my dad married my stepmom I mean my stepmom's only 10 years older than I am uh, that took a long time to develop that relationship but my stepdad uh, as I was just saying back he's got a, a daughter and a son I've met the daughter once I've never met my stepbrother I think he lives down in the Toronto area. Anyway, uh, keep them coming at 6.30, 6.30. Well, this is a bit of a, a blended family story as well, but from the nature side. Now, listen to this. A family of ducks has grown larger thanks to two Edmonton area boys. After finding a lone baby duckling on Saturday, Stephanie Roden Kirchum's son and his friend went to a lake at Festival Place. And there they found six more ducklings on their own. They watched for about four and a half hours and then the boys walked to another body of water. We ran into an actual mum, a female duck, who we felt we were hoping was their mum. And um, she actually had her own seven ducklings. And so the boys were really hoping that she would accept the new six uh, ducklings. And she did. And she did. And apparently that uh, is rare when it comes to ducks. Uh, You know who knows all about ducks? Scott Stevens. He is the Director of Regional Operations for the Prairies with Ducks Unlimited Canada. Hey, Scott. Hi, thanks. good to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining me. Um, it's it's kind of that that time of year of you know we're seeing all sorts of you know uh, mama animals and their and their and their baby uh, critters you know and uh, in this case the I don't know are they ducklings ducklings and goslings yeah yep yep that's right ducklings <laughs> and we're seeing we're seeing that uh, right now it's it's kind of we're right in the middle of it aren't we this is the time when they're having babies and then they're 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 trying to figure out uh, life on their own. It's uh, it's busy. We're seeing a lot of it uh, at a lot of the different lakes and stuff uh, around the city and, and whatnot. So give us an idea um, when it comes to this sort of thing. Um, are, is a mama duck always going to stick with the babies until they fledge and go off on their own? Is it normal for a mama duck to be away from baby ducks? Yeah, they, they definitely can spend some time away, and um, in many cases, that'll be the time that the uh, that the mama duck will will spend some time scouting out um, other nearby wetlands that she may wish to sort of take the brood to, to where they can find better food resources or that kind of thing. So they do spend some time away. Usually when they're small, they spend more time with them, and then as the ducklings get a little bigger, they grow a little more independent. So that's the way it works. So when you hear a story uh, like this one, like these boys watch these du- these baby ducks by themselves for four and a half hours. They could like, one, worried two, about one, it. Two, one, two, um, one, two, would you one, recommend two, doing two. what these boys did? With a new provincial government yeah, well, and would, a federal election on the horizon? 
surprise the best response is to kind of um, leave them on their own and let nature take its course. But, you know, it, it does sound like they spent uh, a significant amount of time. Four and a half hours is a is a long time to sort of keep track and watch watch the ducklings. And, yeah, I would say if they didn't see a mama duck during that time, it, it was unlikely that she was around or, you know, was, was still taking care of them. So I, I think they were probably okay in, in this instance. Um, it, it is pretty common if if you have just lots of lots of uh, ducklings and and families of ducks hatching in the same area many times they'll sort of get mixed up and <laughs> and one female will end up with you know with will end up with a large brood that that came from two or three other females so that kind of thing happens and um, they're pretty good at accepting uh, the the bigger the bigger brood of ducklings to take care of so that's the good news is that um, you know they'll take on the extra work wow okay so and is it I know a little bit uh, about geese a very little bit about uh, geese and I understand that once that once the, uh, the 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 eggs have hatched and stuff like that within uh, you know a few days or whatever they'll automatically start looking for you know a body of water is that is that happen with ducks as well yeah, it's actually probably more important for ducks because uh, the young ducklings get their food almost exclusively from the wetland in okay. in the little aquatic insects and and invertebrates that are in the wetland. The geese, um, most of their food comes from you know grasses and shoots yeah. and and sort of upland vegetation. So yeah, we usually say that the the ducklings once they hatch, they need to make it to a wetland within 24 hours to sort of pick up that food resource. Are mama ducks as nasty as mama geese? Um, they're typically not. Um, the, the geese are super protective and will be very aggressive if you get around the young ones. The, the ducks are not quite so much. I mean, they will. their strategy is usually to kind of feign a broken wing and try and distract you and draw you away from, from the young ducklings. Um, so they're not quite as aggressive as geese are, fortunately. Yeah, because geese are... They can be scary. They can be scary. That's for sure. Um, you guys at uh, Ducks Unlimited, I was just uh, on your on your website reading some of the stories, and there was a story on there, and they, someone turned to you uh, looking for some help when it came to uh, there were some ducklings and stuff like it, it, they took over their pool uh, okay. in, in in their backyard. I mean, are, are is your organization if people need some help, need some you know ideas, need some help with dealing with something that maybe is in their backyard when it comes to wildlife, when it comes to a duck and, and critters like this, are you're, you're a good uh, venue to turn to? Yeah, we can definitely provide some advice. Um, you know, we spend most of our time and energy focused on providing, you know, the sort of habitat in the, in the natural areas that the birds need um, need to go throughout their life cycle. So, you know, we work all across the province of Alberta on that with private landowners and uh, other partners to ensure that the natural areas that they need are there. And, um, of course, those wetlands benefit ducks and a whole suite of wildlife species, but also do important things for people all across the province like Absolutely. you know store water prevent flooding um you know, clean the water, all those kind of things. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, just so important. And the website, lots of great information on the website at uh, ducks.ca if people want to check it out. Is there anything uh, on, on the horizon right now that you'd like people to know about, Scott? Well, I, I would just say that, uh, you know, we, we continue to, to look for opportunities to protect natural areas across Alberta um, and, and work, work with ag producers. Um, you know, we have lots of programs that are out there and available to, to help 
ag producers, um, you know, find wildlife-friendly practices as part of their operations. So if anybody has interest in any of those programs, feel free to contact any of our offices that are scattered across the province. Awesome. Scott, thank you for this. You're welcome. Yes, Scott Stevens from Ducks Unlimited this afternoon. Well, continuing on the duck front, Kelsey Campbell has booked me back-to-back interviews on this one, and I love it. Dale Guinau from uh, Wild North. Wild North, or no, Wild Rescue. Nah, it's Wild North. He's the the rescue manager at Wild North. Hi, Dale. Nice to have you back on the show. Hi, Joy. How are you? (laughs) I am good. Uh, Sorry about uh, that... um, I just kind of slaughtered that to intro there, and I apologize. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> um, you know, so we were talking about these these boys that uh, rescued these baby ducks. You saw that video this morning. What'd you think I of sure it? I did. Yeah. What'd you think I, of it? You know what? I, I think it's amazing that members of the community, like these children and their families, are taking steps to help uh, these abandoned animals because you know this time of year. Um, there's a lot of it, and we've been dealing with uh, baby geese and baby ducklings like crazy over the last few weeks. Well, here's the thing, though, because I, I get confused because sometimes I hear that you you sh- maybe should help. Uh, other ones like, no, don't touch it all, just leave them be. Right. Like, How do you know what to do, Dale? You know, I, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, we, we definitely want the community to uh, let us know here at Wild North when they find abandoned animals, including abandoned ducks and geese. Um, those animals uh, are actually actually um, protected uh, federally, and the, the, the public at large is not actually supposed to touch those mm. guys. And, you know, um, we, we, uh, we love it, you know, when people have that mindset and they, and they want to help them, but they, they should know the, the legalities kind of surrounding it. And it's also in the best interest of those uh, little guys uh, to contact uh, industry specialists like us here at Wild North, because sometimes, you know, introducing babies into other families, uh, things like that can be kind of tricky and very difficult. And it's important that they're done properly to ensure the better chance of survival. Okay, so, um, yeah, I, 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 there was some talk. I was just talking to a fellow from Ducks Unlimited and said, yeah, sometimes um, when, you know, uh, baby ducks, you know, are, or whatever, introduced to another family, it, it's, they're, they, they can take on uh, the mama ducks can do very well and take on these big broods but uh, as you mentioned sometimes it doesn't go as well yeah you know uh, and certain species are better at it than others so geese for example um, we have great success at introducing young goslings or baby geese into new families that uh, adults readily accept them um, golden eye ducks same thing they do very well but the mallard ducks, which are the ones we mostly come across, you know, these are the, the beautiful ducks with the green and the yeah. blue one, the males and the, the females, and that sort of that, that beautiful muted brown color. Um, those guys don't readily accept babies from other families. So, you know, here you might have a well-intentioned person letting those little ducklings go into the water, and then what happens when the family rejects them? Now you've got a bunch of ducklings swimming in Mm -hmm. disarray in the water and you can't Mm -hmm. recapture them you can't and these poor little guys aren't going to make it so it's important to get them to a a professional uh, like Mm -hmm. ourselves we're we're the only group in Edmonton that is uh, permitted to to do this Um, so contacting us here at Wild North is is a great idea if you want to help these guys. Dale what's going on at uh, at the rescue facility right now you have a lot of animals in there? 
Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> we're actually uh, we're just awaiting uh, on route from way up north. We have a little fox kit coming in right now. Uh, we're dealing with an injured bat right here at the moment that, that's, that's sort of grounded in somebody's planter. Um, I just sent uh, two of our re- uh, rescue-trained interns just went out to rescue a mum duck who was hit on the road with a bunch of babies. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just this time of year is just crazy with uh, with wildlife calls. How's Rosie the porcupine doing? Rosie is doing amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun visit when we were there with you. She's uh, she's quite the little character, that Rosie. Uh, anything that uh, you want folks to know uh, about uh, you know uh, uh, helping out at your organization, what they can do right now if uh, if folks are so inclined. Absolutely. You know, uh, the best thing, if, if you find an animal that you think is in peril, if you think it's injured or orphaned, the best thing you can do is go onto our website at wildnorth.ca. Um, you can find out there's a, a series of answers to questions that you're likely to have. And if you can't uh, get those questions answered on the website, then you can call our hotline. Uh, that's on the website as well. And, of course, if you want to help out our organization, we are a charity that depends on community support to help these animals. Um, you can also make a donation online. Dale, thanks for the update. Appreciate it. Nice talking to you again. Yeah, it's a real pleasure. You take care. Hope thanks. to see you soon. Thank you. Yeah, they do great work over at uh, at Wild North. I, um, I had... Uh, a few years back now, when I was living in Terwilliger Town, um, a barn owl ended up on my back deck. It um, it it flew into the window. It got stunned, or they thought maybe it got it got hit by a car. And I I remember opening the door that night to let my dogs out, two bird dogs. So I had a Chesapeake Bay Retriever and a Brittany Spaniel, and they both were just like pointing and losing their minds. Um, so I just closed the door again. But in, you know, I checked on. I went back out there in the morning, and the bird was still there. This barn owl was still there. Didn't know what to do with it, so got a hold of these folks and uh, was able to, you know, bundle it up and take it over to them. Anyway, long story short, um, they um, they looked at it and it had uh, some some really bad head injury. You couldn't see it on the outside, but they figured either hit by a, a car or ran into a window and it ended up dying. But um, they do a lot of really great work over there. So if you find something uh, injured uh, critter again, give them a shout. It's wildnorth.ca. Uh, Okay, we're coming up to the 4 o'clock news. Eileen Bell will have uh, the latest news headlines. And then on the other side, want to talk about a couple of different uh, different things. There was this app uh, that is being uh, worked on right now in the city. It's uh, an, an app that you can use to on your smart on your smartphone, obviously, to document any place in Edmonton outside where you don't feel safe. You might feel anxious. You might feel threatened. Um, it is all a part of a project that was launched by the city of Edmonton after the UN Women's Safe Cities and Public Spaces for Women and Girls International Conference. Um, you can put a pin on the map, and then they're going to they're going to document. They're going to use that information uh, moving forward um, to you know say, okay, where's a place where we might have to work on in the city? Uh, you know, dig a little deeper and say, okay, what needs to be done there? What are the problems here? Uh, so I want to get your ideas, your thoughts on where you feel safe or you don't feel safe in the city of Edmonton. Do you have a place? Maybe it's White Avenue. Maybe it's Jasper. Maybe um, it's, you know, over by uh, Rogers Place. Let me know at 630, 630, because I think it's a bit of an interesting conversation. So where don't you feel safe and why?